Welcome to the Innovate for Impact podcast. This podcast is for leaders in the social sector like you who want to make a difference. Each episode is packed with practical ideas on how you can be more innovative and create an even bigger social impact. We share our ideas on what you can do and also speak to leaders from the sector to share best practice. So let's get into it and let's talk impact. Hey, and welcome to the Innovate for Impact podcast. You've got Dan Bentley here. You've got Tracy Newman here. Trace, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's super good to be here. I'm in a nice, warm, snuggly room today, so really set up and good to go. Unreal. The weather is getting better and that, that's always a good thing. Before we do get into the show today, we'd like to do a, a acknowledgement of country. Speaking of good weather, I'm actually out of Melbourne today. I'm actually up in Sydney uh, and the weather is absolutely amazing up here at the moment. So I'd like to pay my respects and acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which I'm located on today, which are the Gadigal people of the Eora Nations. I'd like to pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. And I am in Adelaide, as always, and so would like to recognise the Ghana as the traditional custodians of the Adelaide Plains area and acknowledge elders past, present and emerging as well. Great. All right. What are we going to talk about today, Trace? We're going to talk about how to get the most out of your strategic planning. I think when you've got a really sound strategic plan and you've put it together and you've included all of the things that need to be included and you've thought about the things that are really important for your organization to think about combined with that sort of mission-led piece that we always talk about I think it, it takes and transforms an organization. Yeah it's a hot topic at the moment there's lots of people across lots of organizations who are going through strategic planning processes or about to commence strategic planning processes in the new calendar year so there's a lot of talk about it. We're having lots of conversations and I guess we came up with a few things that we haven't spoken about before on the show that we thought, let's get these out there. That's a, probably enough of an intro. What do you reckon, Trace? Let's uh, get into it. Yes. <laughs> the first thing that, that we find is really helpful is thinking about where do you want to go? Like, before you get started in creating your strategic plan and before you get started in that strategic planning process, we find it's incredibly beneficial to spend a little bit of time thinking about, well, what are we really looking to achieve here? What is it? What does good look like for us in this process? And what will have us at the end of this planning process look back and say, wow, that was excellent. That's exactly what we wanted. Yeah, what we're specifically talking about here is the process and the outcome of the strategy, not your mission or the goals of what you want to achieve as an organization. We're going to talk a little bit about that later. We're specifically talking about what does a good planning process, if this was to go well, what would a good strategic plan look like for us? And the reason why we're sort of talking about that is because there's a lot of organizations that go into strategic planning processes not clear on that. And sometimes what can happen is when you are not clear on it, you get to all sorts of strange and wonderful outcomes. And so when you can be really clear on it, whether it's you know your internal people facilitating this themselves or you're hiring some outside help, you can be really clear on what it needs to sort of contain, what good looks like, how far you need them to get you to, all those sorts of answers to those questions. And, you know, if you don't get asked those questions, you need to be able to sort of say to whoever it is that's going to be running this process, this is what we need from this for it to be a success. 
That's right. Without that clear direction of where you're going, it's really hard to know whether you're on track to get to where you want to be. And it's really hard to make sure that everybody is clear about expectations. We see that regularly because I think what happens often is people get to the end of their existing strategic plan and go, oh, it's time to do a new one. And they just go into the process without really spending that time thinking about, well, what does a good process look like and what do we really want to achieve rather than, oh, it's time. Yeah, that's true. I was talking to someone the other day and they had a consultant come in and help them to do a strategic plan and it wrapped up and the consultant's gone. And the organization has been sitting there for the last couple of weeks now trying to sort of understand what are the next steps and how do we move forward. And so that can happen. That's I've heard that story a number of times and that can happen because sometimes we're not clear on, well, what point do we actually need to get to? Sometimes when we do this type of work, we'll ask people this question and and they'll sort of say, look, it's fine. We're really good at being able to just sort of get the high level stuff. That's what we need you to help us with. Do like there's a few initiatives, like the the goals of where we're going, some measures, et cetera. And then we can sort of move from there into sort of operationalizing it. Other organizations are like, we need you to hold our hand all the way through. And we want you to do a lot of that sort of pulling all of this together. So we actually have not just our strategic plan, but an implementation plan that sits alongside that. So it's really important to sort of know where your organization is at and what your needs are so that you can ask the consultant or whoever it is that's facilitating this process for you, this is where I need you to get us to rather than like the story I told before, kind of getting to a point and being like, hang on a minute, well, we don't really know what to do from here. Absolutely. Yeah. And look, we find a really good place to sort of start with that is think about, well, what have you learned from your current or your existing strategic plan and the last process that you've gone through? You know, were there any sort of points where, you know, things began to rub? How often are you using your existing strategic plan? Is it part of everything that you do or has it been so long that you'd have to get it out of a drawer and and blow the dust off before you could really cover off what was included in it? So that's kind of a good place to start in terms of thinking about, well, what do we need and what's going to be really helpful for us? Yeah, I agree. I think you can learn a lot from looking at your previous strategic plan because, again, sort of what you said at the start, Trace, a lot of people just go, oh, our strategic plan's up, let's do another one. And they just launch straight in to a new strategic plan. And what we're sort of really trying to get challenge you all here to think about is, is that just, just do this little bit of thinking before you do get started and just sort of think, all right, well, we did this last time. Did it actually shift the dial on what we wanted to do? I, you know, I got another story from someone I was speaking to recently is that the majority of the things that they'd set out to achieve didn't happen on their previous strategic plan. So if we were to do exactly the same exercises again or even slightly different ones but still sort of implement it in the same way, is it going to be any different or are we likely to get some of the same outcomes? And so that's the sort of stuff that we're sort of challenging you with here is to to think about that and learn from that so that if you're not convinced that something would be different, you could either ask for that assistance so that it would be Or you can start thinking of some ways that you could do it differently for this period so that you do get those better outcomes and it really is worth your investment. Absolutely. It's like plan your plan and you'll always get much better outcome. Yeah, that's so true. The other one that is helpful is to understand what your direction is. Don't just come up with a list of initiatives that you would like to do. This seems really, really obvious, but it's not in practice. 
a strategic plan should be taking us somewhere that we're not today. You know, that's our job as the senior leaders of these organizations is to give that direction. Once we have that direction, the initiatives and the actions and how we're going to measure that become really clear. But when we're doing a strategic plan, I guess for the sake of a strategic plan, then we're just going to be doing activities that aren't necessarily linked and where we want to go. And the challenge with that is, is in in an under-resourced environment, we really need to be very clear that the things that we are going to invest our resources in and spend our time on are things that are going to move the organization in the direction it needs to go. And without doing that, it's really hard to be confident that that's the case. I agree, Dan. It it sounds like a bit of a no-brainer, but what happens so frequently is people kind of get caught up in action and they get caught up in all of the things that they, you know, see to be done and want to do and have heard that sound like a good idea and it's really easy for that process to kind of be, you know, overtaken by our natural bias towards action. And we end up with this list of actions and activities that we're really excited about and that we're really keen to get started on because we all love to feel like we're making progress and to do things, but without continually spending that time going, okay, so this is the action. What does the action lead to? And how does that connect to the mission? Without those connecting dots continually being revised and reviewed, it's really easy just to sort of slip you know, three degrees to the left or the right. And all of a sudden you've got that list of actions, but they don't necessarily drive the outcomes that you're looking for. Absolutely. The next one is to ensure that you have goals that can be measured, but not just selecting certain goals because they are easy to measure. And what we mean by that is this is a bit of a double whammy we've got on this one. So we'll explain it in a bit more detail, but Essentially, ensuring the goals are measurable. Sometimes what we see in this type of work from our experience is that people will create a strategic plan and they will come up with all these different initiatives and and, and then things that they want to do. And then what will happen is they'll kind of get into the year and they'll find that, oh, we actually can't measure that. So, they have all these great ideas and this idea of this direction, but then they sort of get to a certain part of the period and just go, There's actually no way of us to be able to know whether we're actually doing that or not. So it's really important for us to to not be sort of erring on the side of caution and just selecting things that are measurable. But you really need to, if you're going to commit to something like that, don't commit to it in the end if you can't actually find a way to measure that effectively because you're just going to lose that momentum and it's probably not going to have the impact that you wanted to. Whereas if you chose something that was a little bit more measurable and tangible, it's something that you can track regularly through you know, when you're sort of having your operational and your leadership meetings and you're able to sort of see your progress towards that. And as you would have heard on so many of our other podcasts, that's such an important part of getting people on board and moving forward as an organization is to be able to communicate and measure that progress as you go. Are you looking for innovative ways for your organization to deliver more impact? Take our online assessment and receive a customized report in your inbox that highlights exactly what to do next. It takes only five minutes to fill out and it's completely free. Visit impactoconsulting.com.au slash self-assessment. Sometimes the things that create the most 
impact aren't easy to measure. And so that's where that tendency then comes in to go, all right, well, let's just, you know, measure the amount of participants who took part in our program because that's really easy to measure, but it doesn't necessarily demonstrate the outcomes and it doesn't really demonstrate the value that participating in that program led to for those participants. So this is where we're we're challenging you to, you know, go that step further. Think about, well, what is it? that we're really looking to achieve and then think about, well, how can we measure that? What are the things that we would be looking for and make sure that we're adding that structure into those goals so that we end up with those really smart goals? Agree. Uh, What's the next one, Trice? Yeah, well, the next one is something that we see again so often, but we want to make sure that we're really deciding on the roles and responsibilities for this process. So, who's going to facilitate these conversations? Who is going to hold this work within the organisation? So, effective strategic planning does take time and it does take resources. And you want to make sure that you're not just thinking about, oh, well, we'll just do that in, you know, we'll extend the next board meeting and we'll do our strategic planning in that session and sort of think that that's the only resources that are required. And you want to make sure that you're thinking through not just who can do this work, but who's the best person for this role. So often we see, you know, organisations will have somebody lead this process because they can, but they're not necessarily the best person for the role. I've seen that happen. Dan, you and I were talking about some examples before, but one of the most recent examples was actually where the CEO led the strategic planning session and they did a great job. They had done a lot of background work and really understanding, you know, the people who were using their services and they shared that work and they came up with a good strategic plan. However, the feedback from the board was that they felt like they were being led and they felt like they were being led in a specific direction. So whilst the person who took that conversation was very capable and very well prepared, were they the right person to facilitate that session is probably one of those really good questions to consider. Yeah, we talked a little bit about in one of our previous episodes a couple of weeks ago, I think it was now, around participating and facilitating at the same time. It's also, that's really tricky. So the other downside of not having someone whose sole role is to facilitate this is if it is someone from your internal team, you're going to actually miss a voice from that. But if they do try to facilitate and participate at the same time, they're also probably going to do a pretty average job at both of them. So that's why as well, it can be really useful just to say, look, let's get somebody in who is not so that these people are impartial. They've got the brain space to really think about this. They've got the brain space through the whole process to lead this and push it forward because that's what you really need. If you've got somebody who's just sort of trying to do this as part of their day-to-day and like you said, you're just tacking it on to the end of your your, your board meetings or you know your, your regular lead exec team meetings, it's probably going to be like pulling teeth. So yeah, do it properly, get somebody in place and be really clear on you know who's responsible for what. That's right. Yeah. Make sure that you're dedicating the time because it, it really can be transformational. And so the time that you spend on this is absolutely going to reap those benefits, but you want to make sure that you're dedicating the right level of resource and the right resources to really maximize this process. Yeah. And look, facilitation is one part of it, but there's also other roles as well too, right? So, you know, are there certain people that are going to be responsible for bringing certain bits of data to that conversation? Do you have people that are sort of the owner 
of this piece of work. And whilst they're not doing the facilitation, it's their job to find who is and to keep moving that forward throughout the entire process. Do you have somebody who is then responsible for communicating and then operationalizing this strategy once it's completed? It is a bit broader than just the facilitation is what we're trying to say. It is about thinking about all these different pieces that need to happen for this strategic plan to be brought to life once it's completed. That's right. And so often we just naturally assume different people will take things on, but it's really important that that everybody's clear around who exactly is responsible because otherwise sometimes what can happen is nobody has direct responsibility which therefore means that either people are overlapping in terms of the work that's done or you know more commonly not doing it because they didn't realize that that was what was expected of them the next one is to be clear on the approach you would like to take so are you interested in co-designing and having sort of a participatory type approach with your strategy where you may have clients involved, you may have other stakeholders from the sector that you operate in, do you want to have people from all different parts of the organization involved? There's lots of different ways you can do it, but that's that's a decision that you need to make before you get started around if that's what you want to do. Or do you just as a board and the executive team just want to make these decisions and pull this thing together? Or even alternatively, are you looking to bring somebody else in who's got a certain expertise and can give you some guidance and kind of direct you and help you to create this strategic direction alongside you? Or are you looking for someone to purely just facilitate conversations? It's really important when you are thinking this through and even before you get to choosing the roles and how that's all going to work is to think about which of these different types of approaches we've mentioned that you actually want to take and which one of those do you think is going to get you the best strategic plan in for your circumstance. Absolutely. And this is where that work that you did in the beginning of thinking about well, what, what does success in this process look like really helps you then to then make those decisions about well, what process is going to give us the best chance of having that successful outcome that we're looking for through our strategic planning. So if one of your goals for your strategic planning process is for it to be really collaborative, well, of course, that therefore leads that you're going to have to have a participatory approach to creating your strategic plan because otherwise, you know, you're going to miss out on that collaboration piece. The last but not least is to really also include in that planning process, think about how long do you want your strategic plan to be for? At the moment, you know, the world is changing so rapidly that a lot of people are questioning, well, is five years the the right amount of time for a strategic plan? And and quite often people are are asking that, like, you know, should it be three years? Should it be five years? But I guess our answer to that is, well, what is it that, that is included in your strategic plan? If your strategic plan is all based around an initiative and that initiative is going to take at least five years, well, having a strategic plan that's shorter than that may not be the most successful approach. But if you're looking to create some sort of, I guess, stage gates and review your plan and really bring in that agility and and have a look at, well, how are we working and what do we need to do? And, and you want to keep that really agile and flexible, well, then maybe, you know, a shorter period of time is going to be more advantage for you and your organization to do it in that way. Yeah, I agree with all that, Trace. And I think, the worst thing you can do here is just say, oh, we're going to do a five-year or a three-year or two-year or whatever it is because that's what we did last time. 
And it's, it is just about thinking about that before that and sort of thinking, well, what makes sense? And just to further, I guess, bring home your point there is that it is very, very situational, the answer to this. We, like you said, Trace, we get asked this question a lot. And the answer is it depends because it really depends on the circumstance of the organization and what's going to make sense. So it's almost like that becomes the answer once you've done a lot of that other thinking and answering some of those other questions we mentioned at the start of the podcast. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? I think it depends, seems to be our standard answer for a lot of questions, but I think it really is just that there's so much value in understanding what it is that you're out to achieve and then thinking about filling in those detailed points afterwards rather than, you know, creating those structures and then finding that they don't lead you to the place that you really want to go. Absolutely. All right. Well, that's it from us. There's a couple of different tips and a few different questions you can ask yourself if you are already on that process or you're about to get started, or even if you can remember and maybe take some notes uh, for some of these for the next time you do a strategic planning process. So as always, Trace, it was a pleasure. I hope you all enjoyed this episode today and we'll catch you on the next one. Great. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Innovate for Impact podcast. Any links to what we spoke about today will be posted in the show notes. If you'd like to know more about social innovation, visit our website where we have a heap of tools to help you on your way. Visit impactoconsulting.com.au. Thanks for listening. Now go out there and make an impact.